and welcome, welcome, welcome to Creativity in Focus, a live video weekly podcast that we talk about art and the life of the artist, and today is no different. Uh, welcome back, actually, because we took a little break for about two weeks, but we are back, and today I have a very special guest for you. But before we dive into the interview itself, I want to remind you that this is a live podcast. And the main reason for that is that we love your interaction. So if you have questions to the, to the artists, if you want to comment, you know, talk about your side of the story, you are more than welcome. Whatever you're watching, you may be watching on Facebook, YouTube, or anywhere else you're out there, any podcast directory. Well, if you're watching us right now, there is a chat box either beside the video, below the video. That's the best place for you to, to comment and, and ask questions. If you're watching on social media, there is a comment box someplace there. Please use that also to interact. We are monitoring several places at the same time and we love your interaction. The other thing is that, especially on social media, Podcasts like ours depend on you to be able to get the word out about what we do and to, to have visibility with other people. And the way uh, you can do that is two ways. First of all, comment right at the beginning when you start watching. Comment anything, even say where you're from. Because this tells the algorithms that we are having interaction and they start showing to more people. Now, most social media platforms, you can click on the video and you put some hearts there, some thumbs up, do that as well, because that also helps us show better, or, or else they don't show to a lot of people. And all we are doing here is really promoting an artist, okay? The other thing that you can do if you wish so, is to post this video on any groups that you belong to that are related, in this case today, to Wire Art and Meadows Midi. Uh, and you can put that safely because we're not going to sell anything at all. It's content only so everybody can benefit from, from that and people will actually thank you for that. Don't, and don't forget also that we have this podcast every week, same time, and every week we bring a different artist. So it's always fun to come and join us and participate with us. It's just a, a cool way, you know, to buffer a, a little from your day and, you know, reignite your passion about the things that you create as well. Okay, I'm Shahar Boyaya, your host, and my guest today is Stephanie Trott. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, cool. Uh, Stephanie came here to Salt Lake City to teach a course at Curious Mondo on wire wrapping, but she has many more things that she does, and we are going to cover them all out there. Uh, let me get my tablet here. This is where we get the interaction, and we already have uh, a few comments here that you do beautiful work and they're excited <laughs> to see you. So, Stephanie, how long ago did you start wire wrapping things? I started back in 2012. And what attracted you to that? Uh, my mom. My mom actually makes trees and she's always, as long as I could remember, made names. Oh, People's really? names really pretty out of uh -huh. copper wire. And then she started making trees. So she lives in California uh -huh. and I'm in Ohio. So with her blessing, I just went to the store and got some wire and I just tried to figure it out. That's so cool. You know, today during the, the course, uh, actually somebody commented on the chat that they, the, their first interaction with wire trees was their mom, mm -hmm. that they, they were That's making awesome. that. That's so cool. It is. It's very cool. So before I start asking a lot of questions, I want to show people some of your trees awesome. so they get acquainted with what you create out there. So Thank let's you. take a look at one of the pictures. 
And tell us a little bit about how you created that one. I, my favorites are all the ones you make inside the lanterns. Inside the lanterns. Oh, yeah. I think they're fabulous. They're a crowd favorite. Now, I don't make, I have to say, I do not make the lanterns. That will be coming soon. I'm going to start making our own. And then, oh. but this one, though, I, uh, I really love the way it looked. So I went for a nice big bushy tree with the amethyst. And the person that had this made decided that they wanted the colorful lights in there because all my lanterns come with some kind of lights, whether they're drawn oh, really? all the way through uh -huh. or little, just little lights that you can turn on by themselves. But uh -huh. that's what she wanted. Purple is her favorite color and she wanted colorful lights. So that, that one was born. That's very cool. Let's see another one. This is one of your jewelry pieces, right? Yeah, that was a custom order. It's um, beautiful. That actually went to my grandma. Uh, my dad wanted her to have something of mine because she oh, just gorgeous. loved She watches and follows my work. She's in California as well. So uh -huh. that was what I came up with for her. That's very it's one cool. of my, honestly, one of my favorite pieces I've ever made. How long did it take you to create that <laughs> one? Because it's so intricate. That one took about 16 to 18 hours, give or take. I, I kind of lost mm -hmm. track. So about 18 hours worth of wire wrapping there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one more. That's one of your rings, right? Yeah. You're, you're becoming famous with this ring thing, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> my rings tend to be a hit right now. Yeah. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, I have a friend that, that wanted something for his wife, and it was a custom order. It was a Mother's Day ring, mm -hmm. and I had never made one. So uh, that's what I came up with. And, and what's the stone that he has there? Um, those ones are cubic zirconium. Okay. I do work with real stones, uh -huh. um, but I didn't have anything small enough at the they time in the colors. So they were fine with cubic zirconium. It's a blue and a white. Okay. So it's like September, and I can't remember what the white one is. That's fantastic. Now tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I, my name is Stephanie Trawl. I'm 39. Shh, don't tell. Um, I've been married for over 15 years to a wonderful man. He is a vet. Um, we have three kids, 19, 15, and 12. Ooh. Yeah, those are my babies. <laughs> we have three cats. We have Ember and Chloe and Sparta. And my cat's kind of like a dog. He plays fetch. He turns off lights. He's, <laughs> he's crazy beautiful. I love him. That's but then I have a dog, and his name is Quirky. So <laughs> That's good. How do you find time to create then? Um, honestly, it's kind of my therapy. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's self-soothing. Um, it gets my mind off of everything, you know. So that's, it just became my go-to. When you're having a rough day, you pick up some wire and like everything else go. goes out the window, yeah. Do you do you have a special place inside the house where you create your own studio or? I do have do my you... own little studio. Nice. It's, 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 yeah, I love it. Um, that's where I do my soldering and my jewelry. Mm -hmm. I do all that at the table. Now when it comes to the trees, they're so time consuming and it's repetitive. So I like to sit on the couch and watch TV, TV while I do yeah. those, yeah. That's my kind of thing too. Yeah, I just love to. <laughs> we have some comments here. Suzanne Bear is saying hello. Guest 788 is saying hello from Indiana. Susan oh. Bear is saying hi from Switzerland. And I have been watching your classes. That's cool. Oh, thank you awesome. so much for doing that. Yeah, thank you. So you mentioned sol soldering. So you do the wire wrapping. What yes. else? Well, I do I do many forms of art, but when it comes to metal, um, as far as I've gotten is wire wrapping and the soldering. Mm -hmm. I like to do the mixed metals. Um, I do it a lot in my jewelry, and I do different things. I've got a lot of things I'm working on right now, custom orders, and um, so stay tuned because those are going to be pretty cool. <laughs> but um, 
I do like guitars and such, uh -huh. and they're and it's all mixed mediums. I mean, you can paint with them, you can do anything with them, but that's basically all I stick to anymore. I mean, I've got a lot that I used to do, like woodworking, mm -hmm. lamp working, um, wood carvings. I used to. So do you all have that. a term for for this type of personality? What it is? <laughs> I'm a tinkerer. Tinker. Explain to <laughs> yes. me what that is. A tinkerer to me is I know a lot. A little bit about a lot of different things. Okay. So I like to start one thing, and once I'm good with it, um, I kind of lose interest. Uh -huh. I always remember my roots, and I always remember because I can always refer back to those. So I do jewelry with some of my woodworkings, and just mm -hmm. anything that you do, you could kind of incorporate in with what you do, you know, today. But um, I, I've kind of lost interest in all of them except for the wire wrapping. So that that's been my love, and that's been my passion for eight years strong now, uh -huh. which normally, you know couple months I'm done so but yeah no wires, wires I think life. I have a PhD on tinkering then. yes yes a woman after my own heart yes yeah. I love tinkers before we continue I just want to remind you that this is a live interactive podcast so if you have questions and comments use either the chat box or the comment box wherever you're watching and interact with Stephanie she would love that right I'd love it I would I would love it you know I used to feel a lot of guilt because I'm, I'm pretty much the same way I not only I need to be learning something new every day. Yeah. I, I enjoy the learning process a lot. I get mad when I'm trying to make oh, yeah. it. it doesn't come out the way I want, <laughs> but I like the learning process. And I used to feel so guilty because I thought by uh, being an artist, I would focus in one thing, one thing only, and become exceptional into that. But then I actually interviewed another artist that she said, you know, we have, a, have different ways of telling our own story. And today I choose fiber to tell my story. Tomorrow I choose wire to tell my story. Yeah. That's how I tell my story today. And, and that gave me some kind of comfort that yeah. I don't have to blame the way my brain works. It is the way it is. It is right. different than a lot of people. Uh, but it gives me pleasure to try different things. It does. Right? And at the end we, we incorporate one thing into another. Right? Yeah, always. So you mentioned the guitar. I want to show them some of your other work. Oh. But before we do that, so you started with wire, and then uh, you, you, you told me before you, you were self-taught. I am But then you yes. went into Meadows meetings, is that correct? Yes, it was a long, hard road. Um, <laughs> I'm not so, hmm, how do you say? When it comes to technical and, and learning, mm -hmm. I don't pick up on things very well. Um, I can figure things out on my own very well, but like to follow tutorials okay. and like pictures and things, I'm just kind of like, you lost me as soon as you opened your mouth. So <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to learn sometimes. Oh, you're so, talking. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even with pictures, um, I, I can look at something and figure it out in my own mind. It might take me a while, but uh -huh. that's how I learn. I have to figure it out. So, I mean, I tried watching tutorials and I just I couldn't follow them. Mm -hmm. So my brain constantly goes, but not in the directions that they want me to. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have to piece things together on my own. And then, you know, if I'm lost, then I just ask my husband, like, does this make sense? You know? <laughs> so, and he'll tell me a lot of times he'll tell me I'm on the right track. Uh -huh. It's, you know, he's always been very encouraging. He's never discouraged me in all my many ventures of art. Um, he's never, he's never done that to me, but he's also been one of my biggest supporters. Mm -hmm. And no matter how ugly it was, he always gave me a pat on the back and told me, you know, it's better than your last. Keep going. Mm -hmm. You're doing good. And that's what I stick with, with anything I teach myself. I learn how to do it. 
and even if it's right or if it's wrong. So right. I've actually learned more from my mistakes than I have being able to just do it. Mm -hmm. So I think I've come up with a lot of cool things that way. Yeah. And your own solutions, right? For yes. The, for the problems you face in yes. the world. Yes. Now I had to look up a lot of information when it comes to soldering because right. I didn't know what pickling meant. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, you put a pickle, pickle? in? Like, <laughs> what is that? Bring me the so, bread and butter from the Yeah, I, I would hear these people talk and I had no idea what they were talking about. So I'd have to Google, like, what does pickling mean? So, you know what I mean? So then I had to, like, take each little bit and put it together in my own oh. little puzzle and poof, there we go, you know? So it's been a long, hard road, but I've got, I'm getting there. <laughs> We, talk, we talked about pickles and my dog started barking. <laughs> He's hungry by now. So let's show some more of, of your work. I would like to show uh, the metal parts that she has. So she has the guitar and some very cool swords. And yeah. Right, let's, let's show people about those ones. So <laughs> here's the guitar. Tell me about the process. Wow, this was my very first ever. Uh, my daughter was taking guitar lessons and she had the most amazing guitar player as her teacher. And it was his birthday and they just finished a show and my daughters, they just really enjoyed uh -huh. you know, being around him. And so we wanted to do something nice for him and I had never made anything like this before. Uh -huh. So that guitar is actually made out of copper wire uh -huh. um, on the outside of it. I kind of like stranded in, kind of like I was sewing it, but the whole base of that is actually copper I cut it out and there's patterned wire in there uh -huh. and I mean there's just so many so the different inside things. is also a cut copper or well, the inside the, is what the inside that you see right there uh -huh. I just actually cut it out and then we <laughs> I wanted it to look antique so we took tea oh. bags and kind of <laughs> nice. put it on thick cardboard paper uh -huh. or card stock I think yeah, is what yeah. it's called and we put that on the back side so you could see it um, but there at the bottom I wanted to I actually wanted to write on that paper mm -hmm. like it does in the actual guitar and have his name in there but oh, it didn't go so well go. so I have stamps so I just stamped his initials in there for him but he was cool. he was really surprised how when big is that it. that is about I want a rough guesstimation it's about six six and a half inches tall okay and then it's on a little stand that's yeah. very cool yeah. that's very cool let's see another one so this is your my battle axe <laughs> that is a battle axe i i'm a huge fan of like medieval times and swords and knights and dragons Game and stuff, of Thrones so. and this oh kind of stuff? it's really? so <laughs> awesome i mean i just love i just love them so that was my rendition of me trying to do a battle axe that's very cool and what's the material that you have used there sterling silver all the way wow yep nice that's a cross between that's the same one right nope that is actually an axe I named oh. each one of them after one of my, my immediate family. Like uh -huh. that one's named after my husband, William. So that's the William Axe. And it's really cool. I don't know how I was so fortunate when I drilled it to so it would hang. Like when you walk, it looks like it's chopping. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's like uh. really cool the way it hangs there. So he's going around like, I'm the man. Yeah, the it man. just kind of, it looks like it's going to chop. It's, it's pretty that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay, let's see another. Oh. This one I thought it was so interesting. Tell me a little bit about the process. That one is actually, I do believe that might be my husband's. I, uh, I always make one and I wear it. Mm -hmm. I wear it to work, I wear it to, and I never take it off. I sleep in them and I, you know, just oh. to say if it's gonna snag or if I'm gonna uh -huh. break it. But I think that one was my husband's. And if I'm right, that one is copper wire. It was um, 16 gauge copper wire. And it was my very first time doing uh, what they call chain mill. Mm -hmm. Those are all jump rings. You put them together in a certain way. And um, then I oxidized it so it turns it like really, really, really black. And then I have a, a thing that I use. I don't even know what it's called, but it's amazing. Um, 
you use it for your pans. Uh -huh. It takes off like, you ever have a stainless steel pan and it gets okay. icky colored and you can't get it off? This little thing, <laughs> it looks like fiber optic bristles. Oh. And I use it and, and it and it takes all that off. And so all you're left with is the dark on the, the inside. The dark inside, mm -hmm. yeah. It, yeah. It's the same process as this one. Same exact, except for this one, sterling silver, and that one was copper. But yeah, it's the same uh, exact. How long does it take you to make one of those? Oh, well, seeing as how that was my first one, it took me quite a few hours. <laughs> Yeah, um, honestly. That I, sounds daunting to me. Um, it was, but once you get the hang of it, it's not so bad. Uh -huh. So I actually made each jump ring though, and then I had to saw them, and then I had to sand, and uh -huh. then, I mean, it was like a whole process. Wow. So honestly, it's easier just to buy jump rings ready to go. <laughs> and do it, buy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a few comments here. Uh, let me go to the first one. Don Harrison say, I like, uh, I like find wire and craft, oh, I like you, and I find wire and crafting therapeutic. Being creative is a stress relieving. It is. Yeah, it, it does give uh, the brain some time to breathe, I think. I, I especially when I have a big problem. That's what I like to do. I actually feel like I need to go into my studio yeah. <laughs> and not talk to any human being for a while yeah. and then start creating. And usually, you know, the brain goes and finds some type yeah. of solution and brings back. Some of the most beautiful things, in my my opinion, that I've ever made, I mean, come from really hard times. Hmm. You know, really bad days, just whatever going on in your life or, you know, your ups and your downs. But something beautiful comes out of it. And I think that's, that's where it's a win-win for me. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, I mean, not only is it therapeutic, you know, while I'm doing it, it gets my mind off of whatever it is troubling me. But then the end result, I mean, I feel pride. It's like, full of emotion. Yeah. Right? I mean, everything goes into that piece that you make. Uh -huh. And the person that gets it, I mean, I'm fortunate when somebody does take one of my pieces and give them a home. But then again, it's like, that's part of me you yeah. took with you. So yes. it's kind of bittersweet. I've only cried over one piece that I let go. Really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I bawled like a baby. It, it hit me like I never thought it would. Wow. Yeah. Um, if you ever get on my page, uh -huh. she's known as the green tree, not the one that you have, okay. but it's a different one. It's a tall wooden thing. Mm -hmm. She's been known as the green tree and she was kind of my mascot at every show I had done. Uh -huh. And this young man, you could tell, I mean, he really liked it. And I had a high price on it and mm -hmm. I wasn't going to let it go for anything less. I'd rather keep her. He took her home and I cried uh -huh. like a baby. Yeah. Do you remember the moment you were living when you created that tree? Um, no, no, honestly, no. I mean, I know a lot of the things that I make, it kind of goes away. Uh -huh. So I, yeah, I just don't think about them. This one. Uh, Bree is saying, hi, Steph. Class was yeah. wonderful. We really enjoy learning from you. Wilma Williams is saying, Steph, I, uh, me too. I, however, don't lose interest in anything. Just keep adding stuff to do. And then I found Curious Mondo. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> Yes, yeah, 788, my husband has tried to talk me into just picking one thing and only doing that one thing. Ha <laughs> ha, he's an engineer, so I just smile, nod, and continue doing a multitude of projects. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, Steph, do you do your art full-time? No, I don't, actually. I do have a full-time job. Um, I do it usually in my spare time. So, yeah, when I have orders, I mean, then I'm forced to do it. Uh, I don't like to feel that forced feeling. Uh -huh. um, I think if I ever did do it full time, I wouldn't take on too many customs. Mm -hmm. I think um, it kind of gives me a little block sometimes. 
So I think sometimes it's better for me just to be able to create something and then offer it as a whole. But every now and then, you know, I'll, I'll do a custom order, so. They, they take something away, don't they? I, I, for one, I don't like customers yeah. orders at all <laughs> and even if it's something I enjoy making a lot yeah. when it's a custom I go oh, I don't want to do it because I have to do it yeah uh, I like to do things when I want to do it I, I yeah. know that's kind of selfish but I, I when I get tired of doing trees believe it or not I do get tired of doing trees when I do then then I stop because then it becomes a chore and I don't mm -hmm. want to do it and then I don't want to resent the yes. love that I have for that. So I'll jump back and I'll start doing rings. When I'm tired of rings, I might go back to trees, but usually it's more jewelry because I love jewelry. <laughs> so I'll go to like pendants or, and then I always come back to trees, always. That's my love. But when you get tired of something, put it down, pick something you else up. But when you must sabbatical. Yeah, but yeah. when you take orders, like you have to mm -hmm. do them. And I like to do them on my time, like when I want to. So it's kind of a love-hate thing. Yeah, I yeah. It's an honor to be asked, though. I mean, I don't want anybody to feel that any time you ask me. They cannot ask, but yeah. it's a different process. Yeah. And how, how many hours a week do you think you spend creating? Well, I, I work um, a full-time job, so I go to work about eight hours, and then I come home, and I try to cook dinner or whatever else I have to do. And I always try to spend a little time doing something, mm -hmm. but then, I mean, honestly, I go through um, not, a, not so much a block. I'm just tired and mm -hmm. I, I just don't want to do anything I just want to chill out so it kind of comes in waves yeah there's times where like oh I can't stop I got to do it I got to do something else or uh -huh. something else will pop in and I have to do that and and then there's times where I'm like a kid I don't want to do it <laughs> so it kind of just depends on my mood and how uh -huh. I feel that day good. So. good it's good to respect that um Dawn is saying you're honestly you, you are honest and refreshing. The guitar is way cool, guest 792. And Don is asked, do you make your own jump rings? I do. They are, they're harder than I thought they would be, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I just thought, oh, you just, you know, do some loops and cut them. Well, you're, it turns out you're not supposed to cut them with tools. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to hand saw them, which makes sense because if you look at this one, I can show you, because you can see, but when you do it, it I leaves. I can see, but you can't. Well, I can, <laughs> but it leaves like, kind of like, like this uh -huh. when you cut it, or when you saw it. I mean, it's flush, it's and uh -huh. they go together perfect. Uh -huh. So when it's like this, and you got another point going this way, you still have that gap, and you run the risk of it, you know, catching or mm -hmm. whatever. So this one, I was fortunate. I have a tumbler, so I throw it in the tumbler, oh, which kind of rounds everything. Oh, that's off. a good tip, actually. Yes. Tumblr is where it's at. You, so if the person yeah. uh, were to buy jump rings instead of making them, mm -hmm. uh, the Tumblr would help them because they all have them. Yes, some of those have them, but if you look carefully when you're buying your jump rings online, a lot of a lot of people actually custom make theirs and they will specify that is saw, saw cut. And when it's saw cut, that means you have a flat end with a flat end and they go together pretty much as perfect as you could think of. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're just kind of cut and then you always have that one that's like, uh -huh. you know, like yeah. a V point to point, and you don't want that. You want them as flush as normal. So my suggestion, um, if you do have mandrels, you just wire it up, or if you want to cheat like I do, and you have uh, like a Dremel tool, uh -huh. you can plug it in, you know, mm -hmm. put it on there, and it'll spin, and you can just make your jump rings real easy, but um, always saw cut them if, you, if you're if you gonna want long-term use of it. Mm -hmm. 
So, That's and if you have a tumbler, you could take all your jump rings and just throw them in there, or you can make something and throw it in. Not only does it get rid of all the little things that can like snag and, mm -hmm. and bite you, you know, scratch you up, it also work hardens it. A lot of people says it doesn't. I've tested it with copper mm -hmm. after I've soldered it and not work hardened in it and throw it in. And then those little beads, it work hardens it. In my, I'm oh. a true believer and it really does work. I have to try. I, I use the tumbler for for rocks, but really never try that. That's interesting. Well, when you solder copper, your copper gets super bendable, like really easy, like mm -hmm. bubblegum, like uh -huh. really easy. So I did that and I just threw it in the tumbler and it was hard when it came out. Oh. So I'm a firm believer and it really does work hard in things also. That's very cool. Yeah. Do you create more trees or jewelry? Mm, I would say jewelry. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, trees I do for the for the show that okay. I do. I do a show once a year, and um, it's in July. So usually from January to February, I don't take any custom orders. I work on trees, um, but throughout the year I'll do like a big tree, mm -hmm. and then I'll work on jewelry, and I'll, I'll work on a lot of different techniques and try to master different things, try different things. But then I always go back certain times, like from February on, I do a lot of trees, and then I try to squeeze jewelry in. Uh -huh. So I like to do it the opposite way for the rest of the year uh -huh. but when it comes showtime I flip it back over and it, I focus more on trees that's fun yeah. let's show a few more pieces to them awesome. let's see what we have here uh, that's a mini guitar yeah <laughs> there's an amazing singer in the town where I live and she's just got a beautiful voice a beautiful soul she's just a good person and my goal was to finally like make her a guitar that she could wear you know for shows and stuff uh, and that was one of my attempts it wasn't too bad but it was one of my attempts I think it's very good <laughs> thank you that one's made so out have of you given one to her I did give her one I don't remember it might be that one I gave her. <laughs> okay. I, I made a couple of them. I made a couple out of copper and a couple out of silver. Mm -hmm. So the center there is also cardstock or? No, nope, that one is, you know, um, it's in the jewelry department. They're like just a little crystal and it has uh -huh. the flat side on the back. Okay. Yeah, because I couldn't figure, because it's thin. It was too thin for me to stick an actual gem that mm -hmm. was car carved. So I had to use a flat back and that was the one I found I liked. That's very cool. Let's see another one. Another oh. ring. Yeah, I love that one. That one's pretty cool. That is mixed metals. That one has um, gold-filled wire, which is pretty cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, but then it has silver-filled and sterling silver. And that one's got layers. I mean, there's wires on the inside. There's wires going this way on the outside. And then they've got the crisscross and then more wires. <laughs> so, how, I mean, how it's How long does layered. it take you to make a ring like that? Uh, that was my first try at that. And it took me about three to four hours. So how, how do you work the size so it doesn't change in the process? I have a ring mandrel. And, and what on the mandrel? No, I, I usually, I, I sit in my chair like this, honestly. I very rarely use my table unless I'm going to uh -huh. hit something. Um, but I, I, I get however long I need it to be for whatever size I'm going to be doing. And then I just start wrapping. And then I start, you know, when it starts getting so long, I'll wrap it around the ring mandrel. Mm -hmm. um, what I like to do, a lot of people, you know, actually make it the size that it's supposed to be and go from there. Well, I don't do that because I can't measure. Mm -hmm. um, remember, we talked about my learning issues. <laughs> I can't measure for anything. So uh -huh. I'm good with millimeters, though. But I wrap it around too small. So I make it at least the size down. Like if I'm trying to make me a size seven, mm -hmm. I'll make it a six mm. or sometimes a five and a half. And then I keep going and I wrap and I, I get it to where I need it to be. But when I start, you know, 
to go all the way around, then I, I fixate it with other wires mm. where I need it to be. And I'll put it back Even on the ring. Even if it's bigger? No, I always go smaller. You are? I always go smaller. So then I start wrapping where the two, like just say you have four wires, because mm -hmm. I like to use three to four, just depends. So when the wires come together, I'll stick them in like this and then I'll wrap them so they don't go anywhere. Okay. And then I put it on my ring mandrel and I have a mallet, a little baby mallet that I like to use. And then I'll pound it down until I get almost where I need mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. And then, then I'll start making the outside of like what I'm doing with the top, with the stones and all that. And then, um, then I actually go a little bigger than it's supposed to be. Okay. Because if I'm just wrapping, um, if I'm just wrapping, you have to be able to take your outer wires and loop them back up through, which will make your ring smaller. Mm -hmm. So you have to go a little bit bigger. So I know I, I do things a little unorthodox, but it's because I can't measure very well. So, but I will say every ring I've ever made comes out perfectly sized. <laughs> it just takes me a minute to get it to where I need to it to be. So I always go smaller and then I work it down to where it's just a tiny bit bigger than, well, it has to be like a half a size up when you're doing wraps for me anyways. And then by the time I'm done, because the inner wraps. You're saying I work it down because on the mandrel, it actually gets bigger in size yes. as you go. Right? Yes, yes, so I work it down. So then you're going from the small to the bigger size Yes. right there. Yeah, because if Correct. I needed a seven, then I start it as a six, and then I work it down to it's about a seven and a half after I get it on there nice and tight. And so. do you sell your rings? I do. That's cool. I do. I do. I, I think it's fantastic. And it's not very often that you see uh, wire wrap rings out there. I remember when I took a class on silversmithing, I love rings, even though I'm not wearing any. But I, love, I like and I like big rings. And the comment on the class that I was attending was that most people wouldn't make rings because uh, they, have, they have to make several sizes right? oh. because people have different so that was kind of an issue and I thought but that's the fun part of making yeah. those is the rings so, yeah no yeah. I make them in all different sizes I can go I haven't made a 15 but I could go up to a 15 if I had to uh -huh. I think the biggest ring I've made was a 13 a 13 yeah, yeah. wow yeah I'm an eight, just in case you need. Uh, Don is saying, I know what she's talking about. I have the two out and it doesn't match. Uh, yep. Yep, with the jump rings. Mm -hmm. Guess 788. Steph, I can't find a photo of the green tree you spoke of on your Facebook. Any advice how she can find that? Um, it's on my company page, not my personal page, on Steph's Mystic Designs. Um, look it up for you and <laughs> see where it is yeah. keep scrolling yeah just keep so, scrolling you'll see there it looks like a tall wood and then it's just a small tree it's brown and only one color green and it's beautiful but the the base of it is just tiny well it's yeah. like it's not a square what is that mm -hmm. a rectangle mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's a dark brown rectangle you can't miss it so you have your facebook page staff mystics design yes. right uh, do you have a website as well or not? No, I'm just on Etsy. That's it. That's well, it. Yeah. And what is the Instagram? With the same name. Yep. And Etsy Instagram. and Instagram. Everything that I make is just under Steph's Mystic Designs. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So people can find you there. Yep. So tell me a little bit about the business side of what you do. So during the course, you did mention some prices that you give to trees. Do you have any formula to get to the price or you look at the tree and I think, Oh, it's worth this much. What, what's your process there? 
Well, this is probably what's going to get me in trouble. There's a lot of artists that disagree with me. Okay. Um, well, each, we love some. Well, it's each to your own. I mean, you do you, yeah. I do me, and, you know, I, I'm not, like, trying to infringe on anybody else or anything. But for me, it's I, I look at my product as a whole. Um, I have done the math um, with my husband's help, of course. Uh, we I went by, like, What's every... What's husband's name? My, his name is William. We William. call him BJ, um, <laughs> but we'll call him William. Uh, he helped me because I buy, I buy a certain amount of feet of wire mm -hmm. at a time, and um, I've actually cut it and measured and did the cost and to see, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So instead of, um, I guess there, there's a formula out there, um, that it's like, you know, however much you spend to make something and then you times it by this. And, and I'm like, I just, it's just easier to put a price on it for me, which I hate pricing my own stuff, but like my mini, my mini trees, you know, 15 to $20 is mm -hmm. what those are. And then they go up from there, you know, the bigger ones you get up into, you know, $75, you know, on a nice big crystal, not just a tree, you know, but then I do big trees. I've sold them on their own for 75, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but a lot of people disagree with me because I get what they mean by this. But they disagree because of the price point or what's the they the they point say of the the point of conflict for a lot of people when it comes to me is I don't price it high enough okay got it so um but for me it's it's like I said before it's it's not all about for me making money mm -hmm. I mean yes I, I make a living I feed my family with this I mean don't I, I don't ever take anything away from anybody but for me personally I mean once I make that and I'm out of that money mm -hmm. that I it cost me to make that and it's set aside mm -hmm. for me you know I just put a price on it and let it go mm -hmm. so there's there's been a few items that I've made that I put a price on and I, I won't I won't you know defer from Budget that price all, yeah yeah mm -hmm. but a lot of people think I underprice my you know that I'm selling myself short and in my eyes I'm not I mean I was poor all my life and mm -hmm. I want people like me to be able to have something pretty mm -hmm. you know we all deserve what we want and you know to get things that we want but I don't think you should have to give an arm and a leg for it so mm -hmm. for me personally I prefer to you know make a little money and you know see somebody smile because they got what they wanted and for me that's like half of being an artist you know otherwise what am I doing it for mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I mean that that's interesting because uh, what's the the main goal when selling and a lot of people think it's making money but there are many layers to that right yeah. uh, you're providing something that will make people smile and mm -hmm. will make people feel proud of their home with that piece there yeah. but as you said uh, you want people to be able to afford no matter yeah. where they are they are in life so you, exactly. you have an end goal there yeah. that it's really okay it doesn't matter then much about it I, but I think another thing we all need to consider is where we sell because this thing about price, I ask because I know everybody's different the way they come up with a price. And, you know, people try to put formulas on everything, but right. we have to take into consideration uh, the variations that we have. So, right. for example, here in Utah, uh, we are in a state that if you price the same way you would price in New York, you wouldn't sell. Right. Because, you know... Families are big here. The mm -hmm. income is not the same as in other places. So you have to adapt your price to right. where you're selling, yeah. right? And, and and then you have to, to also think about the variable of where you're selling, meaning are you selling in a craft show 
or are you selling on a gallery? Because those will also impact the, the final price. So it's not just, I think my tree is worth this much, mm -hmm. it's okay, where is this tree going to be sold? To whom, what's my end goal? And then, and then you come up with, so there is no right or wrong, as, right. as long as you're not losing money in the process, right? Yeah, I never lose money, I will say that though. I make sure of that. I mean, because I do have a family. You know, I have uh -huh. kids. I have a home. I have animals. I have a husband. You know, I, I make sure I'm not selling myself yes. short because I can't afford just to give everything away. Uh -huh. But you know, my heart, my ultimate goal, honestly, I want a piece of me all around the world. I want something that's of fun. mine to go to Europe. I want a uh -huh. piece of me to be in Australia. You know what I mean? To me, that's what making it big is. Well, I don't know, but I think we have that covered because <laughs> a piece of you just went many, many countries during the course, yes. right? Yes. It, by empowering people is also one way to preserve your legacy. Yeah. Right? It's not only by the pieces we make because mm -hmm. time is limited. Um, life happens, right? Yes. There, are, there. Are, we all have points that there's no time for creation and yeah. stuff like that. So it's impossible. Well, no, it's not impossible. There's nothing impossible, but it's improbable. Is that a word? Yes. Uh, that you can get a physical piece, but see, when you're, when you're doing like you're doing right now, that you are empowering people to create and go try and, yeah. you know, have a goal besides just making money. Because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, we all need the money. We cannot oh, yeah. keep doing what we are doing if exactly. the money is not there. But we may have other layers there yeah. on why we are asking whatever price point and having that, that yeah. you're doing really well. Thank you. So I have a few more comments here. Um, she found the, the picture, found the great deal of the ones there on some sort of round crystal ball. So can we, do we have any more pictures to show from her? Yeah, so we are going to show a few more. And before we do, Bree saying, I could listen to the two of you talk all day. Thank <laughs> you both for sure. I don't know about that, Bree. Well, I get home <laughs> and Ashley and I, we both go, I don't want to hear your voice anymore today. <laughs> Let's talk again tomorrow. <laughs> that's awesome. Let's see a few more pieces that we have from Steph. Oh, that's ear cool. Cuffs. Yeah, those are my ear cuffs. Nice, do they sell well? They do. Um, if when I make them, I, I don't make them very often. Uh -huh. But when I do, I cannot keep them in. I've made steampunk. I've made them like elegant for like a wedding or you know just crazy. I've made some crazy outlandish ones too. But I've also done really simple ones. So it all just kind of depends on the person's taste or how I'm feeling at that moment. So sometimes cool. when I, when you make one of these, do you work on a ear mold or something? Or yeah. No? Um, yes. If you look at the purple, oh, that one, is one. Those are oh. ear molds. Um, See, it look, yeah, that that. <laughs> rectangle in the back would look really weird yeah I get a lot of gruff about those people think they're freaky but uh-huh I'm kind of a germaphobe and I don't want to like stick it on my ear because yeah. that's just kind of ew <laughs> like, I don't want to do that they say use human models and I'm like uh, can we lice all them first but you know I made a dragon a uh, wire dragon actually did out you? of this and I did wear it once but then I, I got shy <laughs> I would love to see I, that. You know, maybe I'm not the right age to be wearing that, but it was cool. It's art, honey. Display it any way you can. <laughs> put it on. You should see my daughter. She no. looks like Mr. T. She's got them everywhere. 50 yeah, of but these on. See, the daughter, right? Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't I, I, already, I already look weird the way I wear a big old ear cuff sometimes. But I made, I think it was blue and silver. Really? Yeah. 
Maybe I'll show you tomorrow. I'll tell you what, you wear that and I'll walk around work wearing a crown that I made on my head all oh, day. Really? I'll wear it to work. I'll, I'll help all my customers. Like, how can I help you today? Show it off. Oh, yeah. I'll bling it out. You're never too old to bling. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, guest 266 saying, looking at Steph's Facebook page, I see one non-wire item that is a hand wrap that looks like, oct oh, we have that. I think we have that. Octopus tentacles. Uh, we are going to show. It's beautiful. Can I ask what medium is it made with? I put it there because I thought, what is this made of? <laughs> okay, so I work with this amazing woman, and she's, she loves Comic-Con. And uh -huh. every year, she secretly tells me what she's making, and then she has me make something for her. Well, this one was supposed to be an octopus because she went as um, the Little Mermaid, the... the she was an octopus okay. from, the, from the movie The Little Mermaid, but she wanted tentacles. So oh. that I used Sculpey clay, you know, the oven uh -huh. bake stuff, uh -huh. and I made it, and I glazed it, and it actually has little suction cups on there. It was, like, so awesome. And, yeah, it was a flop. Don't make jewelry out of, out of that to wrap around your hands anyways. I've seen others that work, but uh -huh. that one did not work. It broke so on the way. So it broke eventually? Yeah, it broke on the way. She didn't even get to wear it to Comic-Con. Oh. Yeah, I, I felt can so Can I show bad. you a show no, but talk to you about it? A trick for that? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you did that. I don't know. But in pieces like that, that would break very easily. Mm -hmm. You you get a heat gun. Yeah. And you go around heating that. Okay. Nothing breaks that thing later. You have to be careful because it's very, very easy to burn the piece. Really? But by using a heat gun, it makes the polymer become super resistant. So mm -hmm. I actually made a, a necklace. There are some leaves and the necklace just comes around and, and meets in the middle. So I have to move it every time I need to wear it. Uh, and that's what I did. So it doesn't break. It's been with me for years now. Huh. It's, it's overheating. The polymer makes it really resistant. Well, so maybe it that. was oven baked clay. I think it was oven no, baked clay. No, oven baked clay. You, you bake like you would. Then maybe I heated it too much. Did I heat it too much? Uh, 275 degrees for 20 minutes or so per, per, per inch. So mm -hmm. I think you, would, you I were fine. I probably just didn't do it right. <laughs> but, but after you bake Afterwards, and in school, uh, you do the heat gun. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to try it again. Try, We're it, try it again. Because we want to see more octopuses. Yeah. We love those, right? I really enjoyed making it, too. My heart was kind of broken that it broke. <laughs> yeah, it's very pretty. It's Thanks. Very pretty. I appreciate it. It was cool while it lasted, but, you know. I want to make one out of metal. Uh-huh. Okay. That would be awesome. I think so. I have a friend that makes some out of lamp work. Really? Yeah. And they are, uh, Marilyn, she, she's actually a, a, a huge supporter of Curious Mondo. And her octopuses are just to die for. I'll They're send you a gorgeous. picture later. Okay. I'll have a wood carving friend. Uh -huh. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, she's, she's a wood carver as well. Actually, yeah. she runs the wood carvers group oh, here awesome. in town. I'll send you pictures and, and his name and everything. Oh, cool. You never know. That's he amazing. Might, he is amazing. <laughs> There's so many amazing people out there. It's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I just, I love it. Uh, Bree saying, never too old to wear a dragon. Yeah, but people look at you weird. Let them look. <laughs> Let them look. I mean, uh, people who have tattoos and piercings, they're going to the look day, anyways. Let I was look. in a, we went to give a talk in a play in Kansas, uh, in a place I think it was called Kobe. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny city. Okay. Right? And very, very West style. And we enter a restroom, and there were some tables with people there, and you just feel all the tables moving and looking at the red hair. <laughs> and Ashley and I was okay, let's see if there is a table in the corner. 
Oh. It was because everybody looked, you, you just don't fit. I don't know what's the problem. Let them look. It's fine. Let's talk a little Fluff bit ab it. more about staff. So you told me you you come from a military family, right? Like how many generations? My, my stepdad was in the military. Yeah, he was in the Navy. The Navy? Yeah, he and was a super And then you married? My husband, my husband's in the, he was in the army. In the army? And yeah. you have a sister also that was in yeah, the Yeah, my sister was in the army. Tiffany, if you're watching, I love you. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Oh, show us the, the oh. tattoo that you made for her. <laughs> this, I, I drew this for my little sister, and those are her dog tags and my husband's, and she had cancer, it almost killed her. So instead of a traditional um, ribbon, I, I like to be different. So I had a bullet belt made, which I don't know what the technical term is, but you get the idea. Uh -huh. People call it the Rambo. You oh, know? yeah? Yeah, because that's what it symbolizes. But And that's for my little sister. She... She fought cancer and she won so far. Yeah, so she's a gorgeous lady. She I is. Saw some <laughs> she's a beautiful girl. Uh, guest two sixty six. Thanks for the explanation. I'm sorry to hear it broke. Another tip for avoiding it breaking is to use a stronger polymer clay. That's true. Yeah. Scopy is very brittle, and to to mold it over a wire armature for more strength. That would be an I awesome, yes. awesome idea. I didn't even think. I, I was afraid that the metal would get too hot and like uh, crumble it. I didn't know mm -hmm. if you can mix. Yes. See, that's what you That would be, oh, we need to see that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I should have researched it a little better. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, oven baked clay, because I like to make little dishes for kids when I do shows. And um, I thought, well, those don't break, and you can drop them and all of that. And since it actually goes on the inside of her hand mm -hmm. and comes up, I'm thinking I wanted something that would give away. Way, you know, uh -huh. and so I just figured, you know, the oven baked clay mm -hmm. would be great. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong, but it's well, still for the short life. It was a beautiful piece. It, thank you. I, I really enjoyed that one. And what's for you next as an artist? Bigger and bigger and better. I and, mean, and so define that to me. What are the plans to get bigger and better? Well, the biggest tree so far I've ever made, it was about, what, two, two and a half feet tall? I mean, it was Ooh. pretty, it was pretty big, uh -huh. but my, my ultimate goal is to have one, you know, three, four foot, mm -hmm. like, tall and, like, three foot wide. I'm going to do, like, a big copper bonsai. That is my ultimate goal for right now. Um, I want to, I want to put it in the ground and <laughs> watch it turn colors. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the goal for that, but... I'm actually working on, um, I, I told earlier one of my little secrets, I plan on doing like a neat little tree and then it's gonna come out and it's gonna be a dream catcher. Mm. So it's gonna be really, really cool when I finally get that done. Um, but I'm working on a custom order right now. I'm not gonna say any names, but um, we'll just say there's a crystal involved, lights mm. involved. Ooh. Yeah, oh yeah, and it's gonna have a dolphin coming out of the it's going to be a, a whole big thing so <laughs> i have uh, big plans it's just getting myself to do them <laughs> <laughs> and find the time to do them yes do you have any other artists in your in your family in my family well my mom she does trees and my sister she took up painting and she was just like a fish out of water she just and all these beautiful paintings and my husband he's not only smart but he's really creative like oh, if really? i can't figure it out you, he's you my go-to yeah uh -huh. and so, but does he make any uh, craft or art of his own? Or I got him making trees. 
Oh, I was so he's, he's into the yes. production line now. Yes, for years. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. That's your thing. And I'm like, well, this year I, I'd had knee surgery and I needed some help because I got uh -huh. behind on everything. And so I'm like, you're totally going to make the trees. I'm just going to show you how. So, of so course. you're keeping William busy. Oh, yeah, he liked it. I don't, see, all those tools that I bought, honey, that's what I told him. You know, they're all going to be for you now. Uh, Dawn is saying that it's Ur uh, Ursula from Little Mermaid. Yes, thank you. That's who she was. Yeah. And that was supposed to go up her arm, and it was a cool concept. Uh -huh. It really, really was, uh, but it broke. <laughs> and she's also asking if there's another class tomorrow. Well, not with Steph, because this was a two-day course. We do have a rerun tomorrow on Lamp Working with Roger Child, and you should take a look at that because he's amazing. You do some lamp working as well, I correct? do. I but do. you don't do the traditional bead thing. I never got into the beads. There, there was a man that I, I come across in the mall one day and he don't he teach. He was making, oh. And he was making a dragon. Of course, dragons mm -hmm. are like my life. Uh -huh. and, and I saw that and I just got to talking to him and he took a liking to me and he, he showed me bare minimum basics. He showed me how to do a mushroom and he showed me how to do a little um, what are those called? They have the water and the bird feeder, like water, bird baths. Bird baths. Yeah. Oh, really? Showed me how to make a bird bath with the bird on there. Like how big? Um, about this big. Whoa, nice. Yeah, the wings came out. I mean, it was awesome. And that's all he showed me. And he was like, here you go. And he told me what to buy. And uh -huh. so I went and I bought a whole bunch of stuff. And I just kind of figured it out. And I almost set my building on fire. Uh -huh. So that was not fun. If you ever do lamp working, have a bucket of water. Um, <laughs> yeah, my building was, um, it's an eight by eight. It's like a little barn building. Uh -huh. It hit the floor in instant flames. And I was like, oh. ah. So uh, I'm lucky I have a brother-in-law that gave me some old, um, there was, a firehouse uh -huh. that was like renovating so the doors are like fireproof for however long Ooh. i don't know never tried it don't want to drop anything else that scared me i mean yeah. instant flames so yeah we had the whole thing is lined with that now and then i always carried like a huge bucket so just in case i didn't want to burn anything down so. that's fun we used to have a station right here for lamp working really and we actually have a bunch of spray fire extinguishers the yes. small ones in just in case but we couldn't find the time to make it, so we had to put it down. You, you never hard. know how hot that is. I mean, it hit and just fireball. Yeah, and yeah. I was it like, scares ah. me a little bit. I, I think it's gorgeous, but it does scare me a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I sat there for an hour with my bucket just <laughs> looking at this spot. Like, are you going to just, you know, start flaming oh, up again? It scared me bad. I didn't want to do it anymore, but of course I did, you know. Yeah, that's fun. I got over it. Uh, guess 7788. Seven, eight, eight. Your mini wire, they are going on Facebook like crazy. Awesome. Looking Check at it your out. page. I yeah. love it. Don't Thank forget you. to give it a like. I can leave a review as <laughs> yes, well. Yes, please. Makes a huge difference. Your mini wire tree pendant that looks like it's possibly embedded in resin. Is that right? Do you have a, a pendant there? I do actually. Or is that the one that we showed? I don't know, but I do have one in resin. I have, I have some on stones, I have some in resin. It was like my first time I wanted to look like it was in water and stuff. Okay, I mean, oh, nice. Just trying different yeah, things. Yeah, of course, you know? of course. What keeps your creativity in focus? Honestly, a lot of things I see, I mean, it could be something as simple as a little dowel rod, you know, uh -huh. I'm like, oh, I could carve that down and put a, put a, you know, tomahawk on it, you know, <laughs> I could do this or I can do that. Or um, a lot of times people spit things at me, you know, when I'm like making stuff, they'll why give me different ideas. This? And I'm like, yeah, why yeah. didn't I think of that, you know? Yeah. So, um, but honestly, a lot of things that I see, it could just be, I know this sounds really weird. It makes me sound crazy, but I'm not, I promise. <laughs> I just have a, an overactive imagination is what I like to call it. But I 
can stare at the floor and I can see like a weird spot and I can make it into something. Uh -huh. So it's like I could see dogs, I could see cats, I can see a dragon, I can see somebody like peeking at you, you know. So my mind constantly goes. So when I see something, I can morph it in my uh -huh. head uh -huh. and see what it should go into. So that I am thankful for, except for when it doesn't let me sleep. <laughs> Sometimes it's sleep. So do, do you do you labor yourself as an ADD or not? No, I actually don't. Um, just because my mind don't stop, my body and everything else just kind of times out. I'm done. Um, but, <laughs> the whole yeah. thing is going, but I'm on the couch. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. I yeah. I fight with myself too. Oh my gosh. I, I fight with myself, I think, more than I do my kids. You know, my mind's like, get up, let's do it. And my body's like, mm -mm. Not tomorrow. Today. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm fully functional though. Um, I just, I kind of like that creativity part of me. Or, or so I think. Yeah, except for if I'm working on a piece, then my brain doesn't shut uh -huh. off. I dream about it. I think about it. I can't, I can't stop and I obsess over it. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of had to learn to put it down. Mm -hmm. It's still going to be there tomorrow. You're not going to lose your train of thought because it keeps going. So there is a term for that because I, I can relate a lot to your behavior. Okay. Me and all my voices in here. <laughs> it's called um, hyperfocus. It, it's typically uh, of people that are that they do have some attention deficit in the process like we we are always thinking about a million things yeah but then when we decide something you can you obsess like you said but it's called hyper focus is that what you, you stay for all the world can you know you may have an earthquake a storm you don't even see it because you're focused on what you're thinking wow. but yeah it's fun we are not crazy. We are artists. Yes. And there is a purpose behind it. Right? Yes. Very cool. But, so just, just to recap, if people want to know more about Steph, Steph Mystic Designs. Is, is Mystic it plural? Designs. Designs plural? Steph Mystic. Steph's Mystic Design. Steph's Mystic Design. Mm -hmm. And you find her on Facebook and on Instagram. Those are the two best places for them to find. And of course, the Etsy store yeah. is a place you always welcome them in, right? Always. Come over here. Come over here. Yeah. If you see something on my actual Facebook or Instagram that you like, you kind of have to remind me because sometimes I forget I have Etsy. I put it on there and I forget about it. Uh -huh. um, so, yeah. But I do customs here and there. and. Uh, feel free to leave messages or ideas you have or something yeah. you would like to see made. Uh -huh. So I'm yeah. not a I'm keep, not a one stop keep the shop. Conversation I kind of going. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, sure. All and time. of course, she has a course here, Curious Mondo, that she just finished on Wire Trees. It was extremely successful, and you can always go there and check the course. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank I you hope for you having have enjoyed this. I did. It's, it's yes. been an honor. And thank you very much for participating and sending your comments and questions. We we always enjoy that. You just met an amazing think thinker. Thank you. <laughs> and artist, staff, and maybe she has empowered you a little bit more to you know use the rest of the day. Uh, I don't know where you are right now, but maybe it's the end of the afternoon, beginning of the night. Well, use whatever time you have left today and go create something you know put your skills out there yeah. like she said they don't have to come up pretty the first time or the second time right the important parts to keep doing it oh yeah and not giving up don't criticize yourself too much just you know give way that your creativity can get out of you into something physical and keep it doing that any final words? I do, actually. I feel you had something. I do, actually. <laughs> um, I keep a lot of my very first things I've ever made, and like I've specified, they are some ugly things. But you can also see where I am now as an artist and everything that I've learned along the way. 
uh, as a tribute to all of you, when I get back to Ohio, I'm going to get into my china cabinet, I'm gonna pull out my very first tree, and I will actually put a picture of it oh, on nice. my Facebook, nice. Mystic Glass and Creations. Uh -huh. I'm not gonna put it on Instagram, but I will put it on my Facebook. And because that way- Because on Instagram, everything needs to look so pretty. Yes, my Instagram's <laughs> gotta be pretty. I mean, I gotta have some space that everything's good. But for you, for all of your so guys' you support, see. I'm gonna show you where exactly I started. And if I can do it with all of this, so can you. Yeah, of course. And we hope you do, and we hope you try as well. So next week I'm back here, I'm going to be interviewing Tiffany Flanagan. She's a sculptor and she makes the most amazing polymer clay dogs. You don't want to miss this interview. She's fantastic. She also, uh, I think she paints and draws a little bit. She's, she's just a great person. So don't forget to join me again, whatever you're watching now. We'll be back next week. Creativityinfocus.com though is the best place for you not only to see the next one, but review all the other podcasts. We have a, a library of amazing artists that you can enjoy again or see for the first time. Podcasts stay whatever you're watching forever. So come back to us as often as you can. I will see you back here next Tuesday. Thank you so much.